1: And good afternoon. Welcome to The Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK, and online at WKOK.com and SteveJonesShow.com. Don't forget now, you can listen to The Steve Jones Show with our podcast. It is now available in both iTunes and Google Play, so we encourage you to subscribe today. And if you do listen to us on iTunes, uh, a, post a review. We'd appreciate my, that. My concern is who set it up. I'm, are we sure it even works? It is working, it's working great.
2: Did you try it yourself, or I have? I've, because look, I, look, I, I go by the Ronald Reagan theory of these things. Yes, I mean verify and trust. <laughs> I have concerns. I mean, I've I've seen the team photo. <laughs>
1: And how many were in the photo?
2: <laughs> well, there's a bunch of people. There was only one major concern.
1: <laughs> All the other people, I thought, pretty good. All
2: right. Yeah, I could work, work with these people. A lot of
1: people are way, way far back in the photo. Who's that in the front row?
2: <laughs> in the front row, wearing an Albright t shirt.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, how often do you get scared? Well, almost every day.
1: Get ready, Redding. You're coming.
2: (laughs) Public service message of this station and the Ad Council. He's the same guy that also, we have to read this every day because it's something he sold on digital media. For our guest, promotional consideration is provided by United Airlines. (laughs) Okay, it's just, and, and this is the person that you that we put in charge
1: of putting us on iTunes and Google Play
2: and Google Play. And Google Play.
1: Yes, <laughs> you sure? So far, but so he, good.
2: But he came up to us yesterday and he says, "I've cut this great promotion for us with the United Airlines." <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, said, I'm, "I don't know about you, but it really then made me think twice about the iTunes uh, Google Play deal." <laughs> <laughs> Just something I thought I'd bring up. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Came to mind when you were on the 15 last night, or
2: what? <laughs> no, on the 15 last night, I pretty much blinked out that uh, that person existed. <laughs>
1: well done. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, you know, but when I was sent this United Airlines commercial today about flying the friendly skies, I thought, I don't know. I don't think I can do that one. (laughs) Uh, This would be a great favor to me. Well, you can consider it not happening. All right. Uh, Frank Bodan, New York Daily Record, on uh, today's show. And... uh, Looking forward to that, Josh Getzoff. Because today the Stanley Cup playoffs go the way. The Penguins will open with the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: Uh, opening round is tonight. That's going to be a tough opening round matchup. At one point, the Blue Jackets uh, reeled off sixteen straight uh, wins the regular season. Oh, I would have thought they that did. could have been close. That could have been as the season was going on. I'm thinking that well, could be an it could be an East final the way things shake out.
2: there is going to be. A lot of hitting in that series. That will not be for the faint of
1: heart. Plus, well, you got Tortell and Sullivan. They know each other very well, both on the same coaching staff a few years back, too. Yes, Sullivan got to the Berg. Yep. That's right. Yep.
2: So, I mean, and John's had great uh, success, whether it was with the Rangers and now with Columbus, he's done a great job. Uh, so, that is coming up. Josh Getzoff from the Penguins Radio Network is going to join us in the next half hour. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Now, Are the Browns seriously considering not going with Miles Garrett? Are the Browns seriously considering, thinking of Mitchell Trubisky as the first overall player in the draft? I'd heard some about him in the first half of last season. So I decided I wanted to catch him a couple times late in the year just to get a feel for uh, what kind of player he might be at the next level. And you could see that Trubisky has the setup and the release and that kind of game that the NFL likes. But the two times I saw him play, I didn't like him in either game. The other one I saw was against Stanford in the Sun Bowl, where I really didn't like him. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just basing that on, on performance. As we mentioned yesterday, Mel Kuyper, who has said tens of thousands of words during the NFL draft and leading into the NFL draft, has had some notable misses along the way, which anybody would. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all a guessing game as to how it's going to translate to the next level. You don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's some that you sit back and they surprise you as to the fact they got picked there and you're not sure about. Deion Jordan would be one. And there are other guys, for example, where where he fell a little bit and you're kind of waiting like Vic Beasley. I'm like, I thought Vic Beasley would be a great pro, and I thought Deion Jordan would not be a great pro. So sometimes you get it right. Also, one of the rumors of late deals with the Philadelphia Eagles, that they might have an interest in a player. Guess which player that might be. I think you might like this one. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, They look at him as a long-term solution as the next Darren Sproles. How about that?
1: Yeah, not too long ago, I read a story that he could be, if he were to fall down to 32 to the Patriots for the final pick of the first round. Well, he may not fall to that point. Yeah, if I, if I were an Eagles fan and they call out Christian's name, I would be ecstatic.
2: Well, they're always ecstatic anytime you call out an offensive player's name. I mean, for the most part, most fans can't stand it when they, oh, they took a defensive tackle. Now, the defensive tackle may be absolutely the best pick at that point, especially based on need, but the fans don't like it. Oh, did you see the wideout they picked? Oh, man, it's a good pick. Yeah, a really good pick. Good pick. (laughs) I mean, that's the way you are. You want an offensive player. You want somebody who can light it up for you
1: with the Steelers. I heard something really interesting last night. I'm trying to think of the source that I, I, I found it on. Um, there's a chance, whether it happens or not, of course, uh, that they uh, uh, Kevin Colbert and the team seriously looking for their first round pick. Uh, Jabril Peppers from Michigan.
2: See, I'm not high on him at all. Uh, I think that an area where he's really good, I think he can be a, an effective returner. I think he's a tweener. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know.
1: Well, the Steelers pretty much have had no kickoff return game in the last two or three years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can understand.
1: So whether that's what they're,
2: he's a mediocre tackler. Uh he has great closing speed on every on any play you want, he has great closing speed. I don't consider him a great cover guy one on one.
1: I think he can be an excellent returner. I think some think you were kind to saying mediocre tackler. I mean I remember the the, I remember the uh the uh, Joey uh, he, Julius, Julius kick Well he's <laughs> yeah, tackle play. play, yeah, the tackle play he, in the early well, fourth quarter of the game in Michigan and he pretty much well, just backed off a little
2: bit. Well he was supposed to block on that play, yeah. Uh, not exactly a strong suit. But he's not a, he, he's not a great tackler. He is, um, in my opinion, is only okay tracking the ball. I think he isn't, in terms of his ability to break on a ball, I think he he has enough, so much speed that he really can break on a ball. and His instincts are pretty good on a break. Uh, he has a nice feel on kicks. Returning them, but he is no surefire star in the league at all. That's that's me. I just you know I, I just don't. Uh, but this is a, this is a. Uh, but I will say this about the draft, and I'll I'll ask I'll make the point and then ask for the opinion of our guest tomorrow. But I think this is a draft that does not have 32 first-round picks in it. But it is a draft that has a lot of players in it that can contribute.
1: Yeah, our guest tomorrow on the show, I've had him on my radar to, to join us. For, it was one of the first people I reached out to after joining the show last year, but his schedule was just too crazy leading up to the draft. Uh, it's Lance Zierlein from NFL.com. And uh, does radio work in Houston? uh, Does a morning show in Houston, and just uh, you know has mock draft after mock draft, and uh, we'll have him on tomorrow at four oh six.
2: Looking forward to it. But I mean, I'll ask them. I I just don't think I don't I don't think there are thirty two actual first round picks that would be a first round grade in this draft. But I but I do think that the draft has enough playable depth. In it, where there are going to be a lot of players that will play, make the league, have decent careers, and I think there's a depth of those players in this draft, which makes it a good draft, in my opinion. That makes it a good draft. Uh, it'd be one thing to have 32 graded-out first-round picks, and then there's a fall-off in talent dramatically in the third round. Uh, this one has, I'm going to say... 20 to 24 actual first-round picks in it. Then the rest of it takes a drop, but the drop-off in playable talent happens somewhere in the fifth round. We'll take a break. For those of you trying to pick us up on iTunes and Google Play, and you're able to hear this right now, It'd be a first. We'll come back with more. What more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Sunbright Motors Lincoln continues to satisfy the most discerning buyer by making American luxury affordable. If you're looking for a mid-size SUV, the Lincoln MKX has to be on your list. Sunbright Motors Lincoln has the 2017 Lincoln MKX all-wheel drive starting at $38,016 after $1,000 retail premium bonus cash. Plus well-qualified buyers can get 0% financing for 60 months with Lincoln Automotive Financial Services. You can choose from 12 MKXs in stock now. Sunbright Motors Lincoln has five 2017 Lincoln Continentals in stock, ready for the test drive of your life. The 2017 Continental won the coveted 2017 AutoGuide.com Reader's Choice Luxury Car of the Year Award. Sunbury Motors has a 2017 Continental with an MSRP of $48,315, discounted to $46,315. Now is the time to see why more people are realizing they can move up to a brand new Lincoln from Sunbury Motors Lincoln in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. Sean Carey, white suit, a quick spin, the dance
1: floor clears. He's burning it up. You're a wild man out there. I was back in the day. I've, I've, I've chilled out quite a bit since then. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> you insist. Uh, let's see. Uh, this has been an interesting news day in North Carolina. Uh, there is a bill in the North Carolina legislature that if North Carolina is boycotted by the ACC, the University of North Carolina and NC State would then exit the ACC. Okay, that's interesting. Of course, they're both state-related universities, and they can't look at Duke or Wake Forest or whatever and do anything like that. But with NC State and North Carolina, they can't. Uh, Meanwhile, the president of Maryland said that what North Carolina has done in terms of the investigation into academics at the university and its relation to athletics uh, would be a death penalty offense. Roy Williams (laughs) uh, didn't exactly endorse the comments. (laughs) Uh, Roy was rather blunt about his assessment of the president of Maryland's comments about the investigation into North Carolina. Saying that basically the president of Maryland has no idea what he's talking about. So... North Carolina's making a lot of news today. Very interesting. They've discussed pulling North Carolina and NC State from the ACC of the conference boycotts. And this is a bill they put together. It's a bill. They've talked about this. Where would they go? The American Conference? What if they boycott? It says here, a new bill in the North Carolina legislature declares that the ACC went too far in its handling of House Bill 2 and proposes changing State universities' relationship to the conference in the event of another boycott. The ACC and NCAA pulled championships out of North Carolina until HB 2 was repealed. The controversial bill, known as the bathroom bill, was decried as discriminatory to the LGBTQ community. The bill was repealed and replaced at the end of March, and the ACC said it would reconsider hosting conference championships in the state. The new bill, HB 728, states that if an intercollegiate athletic association boycotts North Carolina, then the University of North Carolina campuses that are part of the conference would be prohibited from extending the grant of media rights to that conference. As a private school, Duke would not be affected by the bill. We're taking this seriously, and we're not going to sit back idly and let them do whatever they want to North Carolina, said Representative uh, Mark Brody. HB2 caused a number of sporting entities and businesses to boycott the state of North Carolina. In addition to the NCAA's action, the NBA moved its All-Star game from Charlotte. Well, that's an interesting way of doing it. All right. Next half hour, Josh Getzoff will join us. We'll talk about the Penguins opening round matchup. Two 50 win teams head to head in the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs the Penguins and the Columbus Blue Jackets here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
2: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Josh gets off in a few moments. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then Frank Bonanni in the next half hour. Time now for this date in sports history. 1877, a catcher's mask was used at a baseball game for the first time by James Alexander Ting. 2004, the Philadelphia Phillies played their first game at Citizens Bank Park. I love that park. I think it's beautiful. Uh, 2004, Barry Bonds of the Giants hit his 660th home run to tie... His godfather, Willie Mays, for third place on the all-time baseball career list. 2007, the Dallas Stars and the Vancouver Canucks played 138 minutes and six seconds before the Canucks were able to score an overtime goal and win the game. The sixth longest game in NHL history. And then one year ago today... The last mention of IndyCar was made on the show. All right, so, one. All right, the Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight. You have an interesting situation under the new playoff format. A pair of 50 win teams are going to go head to head tonight in the first game of a seven game, a best of seven game series. as the penguins take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Josh gets off from the penguins radio network now joins it. Josh Gino Balkan gets back into the lineup tonight for the pens. In your opinion, what's the domino effect of that?
3: Well, Sidney Crosby's probably breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, that's that's probably where you start uh, on that front because obviously with him back, that gives it a little bit of alleviation as far as the matchups from opponents. Uh, in this case, the Blue Jackets, and you know they're going to make it difficult on both he and uh, Malkin throughout this series. I think the, the real trickle down is going to be through the through the middle. I mean, the Penguins suddenly now look like themselves again with having Crosby on the top line, Malkin centering the second line. You have Nick Benino centering the third line, and Matt Cohen on the fourth. Line so suddenly their depth down the middle again looks really really strong and is certainly an advantage over Columbus's group uh, when you look at them head to head. The main thing with Evgeny Malkin though that you're going to see the improvement on is the power play, which hasn't been bad in his absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's obviously the trigger man. He loves to set up at the top of that circle and get fed one-timers. Justin Schultz has done it really well for him, uh, so I would not be surprised to see him make an immediate impact there. Uh, and as far as just the trickle down effect of having matchups play in the Penguins' favor. Having him back
2: is huge, Josh. No Chris Letang. Uh, you can't replace a Chris Letang. You know, just saying you know, he'll boom and somebody else is going to step in and take that role. But how have the Penguins compensated for him in different ways?
3: Uh, it's definitely been a team effort, and I think that that's the cliche answer, but you really look at what this group has been able to do, and Mike Sullivan especially, I've been paying close attention to the time on ice for this blue line here over the last week or so, since it was announced that Crystal Tang was going to be finished for the year, uh, and you look at how he's been distributing minutes, it's pretty even i mean there aren't a lot of guys that are holding on to big numbers i mean brian Dumoulin maybe we'll see a couple more minutes than say uh trevor daly or something like that but uh you're going to see obviously a, a pretty well distributed unit of the six defensemen. uh it does look like the penguins are going to start the playoffs without chad ruedal who's day-to-day with an upper body injury mike sullivan told us yesterday so uh that obviously is a hit in the sense that you're looking at Mark Streit Cameron Gauntz is probably the seventh and eighth defenseman right now, and I think if Burrito was healthy, he probably would have slid in. Uh, into the top six. I think that's how impressed they've been with him uh, and how well he's played for them this season in in the limited time he's been with the Penguins. But, uh, you know, in the sense of the blue line for what's going to be going into tonight, you get Ole Matta back and it was huge for him to play uh, against New York in the final game of the season. He brings a lot to the table. Trevor Daly, obviously getting a couple games in there before the end of the season was big as well. Uh, So having those two guys back in the... I talked to Brian Dumoulin about it yesterday and he said there's just a comfort level there. Uh, There's an excitement level there to have those guys... Back, and they can play in all situations as well uh, which is key for that blue line and I think Justin Schultz is going to be the one who has the biggest uh, microscope on him in this series and for obvious reasons because he is the guy that has the closest skill set to Crystal Tank so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he responds throughout this series
2: he also distributed minutes with his goalies this year uh, going into this how relatively fresh are these guys?
3: I think they are really fresh. Uh, I think that was the whole part of the reason where Matt Murray didn't play or even dress in either of the final two games of the season. Uh, I know there was some concern that maybe he had a bit of a groin injury. Doesn't seem like to be that's the case, uh, based on what Mike Sullivan said today. And then, obviously, the fact that Murray practiced in full yesterday and took the morning skate today and didn't appear to have any issues. So, uh, And Mike Sullivan didn't confirm that he'll be in net tonight, Matt Murray. So I think that you're looking at two relatively fresh, relatively ready-to-go goaltenders. Obviously, Mark andre Fleury probably understands the situation by now, but he also knows that this is more than likely going to be his last run with the Pens here. Uh, so regardless of what happens now, I mean, the summer is going to dictate his future in the National Hockey League, and it's most likely not going to be with Pittsburgh, so uh, I think that's going to be something that's going to be worth watching as the playoffs go along, but I think with Matt Murray, you're going to see a guy who's just carried on what he's done all regular season, and that is pretty much put together a Calder Trophy season that's unfortunately going to be overshadowed by the likes of Austin <laughs> Matthews and Mitch Farner and Patrick Laine because he is still a rookie and a lot of people forget about that and his 31 wins probably in many years would have gotten him at least in the final three uh, but he's an afterthought with guys like Matthews
2: Yeah, the The, the, uh, the Ken Dryden Syndrome win Stanley Cup, then win Rookie of the Year. Uh, Right. (laughs) But between Line A and Matthews, I mean, look, there's, you you know, that's really great for the league, though. There's so many young stars in this league. They do a great job at developing young stars in this league.
3: They do, and uh, it's going to be great to see Connor McDavid as well with Edmonton getting in and yeah. them playing uh, the Sharks, the uh, Western Conference defending champs there uh, in the first round. That'll be a great series, and as you mentioned, Matthews and Mitch Marner as well with Toronto Willie Nylander, they have a really good young group I I don't think they will get past the Capitals as much as Penguins fans probably want that to happen (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you know what, they're going to give them a run for their money and it'll be entertaining, that'll be sure
2: Yeah, Connor McDavid was the only guy to get to 100 points this year in the NHL, 100 on the nose All right, Columbus, John Tortorella team what kind of hitting do you expect in the series?
3: A lot, a lot of hitting. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be a uh, a physical series. I think that this is this was uh, in some ways not to say that the Penguins won't win the series and can't win the series, but I think there was some fear that this would be the kind of matchup that maybe would wear you out should you get through it. And that's a realistic fear because that's how Columbus plays the game. Uh, They they have a couple guys up front that Penguins fans maybe aren't all that familiar with right now, but will be after this series, and one of them is Josh Anderson. And I've kind of compared Josh Anderson to a 10-years-younger Scott Hartnell with the same kind of agitate. And Scott Hartnell, obviously, is on the Blue Jackets as well. So I think that that's a guy Penguins fans won't be fond of after the series. Oliver Bjorkstrand is another guy. Um, who is going to get a lot of attention this, season, this series. He's a, he's a really talented young player for Columbus. Saw limited time this year. Had a little bit of an injury uh, down the stretch. I remember him in the preseason was just dazzling uh, for what he was able to do for Columbus in the little bit that we saw of him in action. Um, so I think he's going to be a guy to watch this series and maybe isn't someone who's popping off the stat sheet like a Brandon Sod or like a Cam Atkinson or something like that uh, that could still cause a threat. So, you know, this is going to be a physical series. There's no question about it. Uh, John Tortorella said today that the, uh, the Blue Jackets play physical because they want to get the puck off of your stick, and that's as simple as that. And I think the Penguins are prepared for that, but obviously being prepared and then reacting in game are two different things.
2: We know the Penguins have uh... – a rivalry with the Flyers we know they have a rivalry with the Caps Uh, has one started to develop because of division at proximity and now another playoff series with Columbus
3: That was a question that was asked a lot of uh, both uh, Mike Sullivan, Don Tortorella, and then in both dressing rooms today, that question was asked. and uh, It was kind of a 50-50 split. I think the the consensus is that there's definitely something building there, as you said, with the, the proximity now playing in the playoffs for the second time in four years. Uh, this series will go a long way to dictating just how fiery it is when it's all said and done. Uh, but I think that both both teams kind of understand that there's something brewing there. There is a healthy hatred for one another. I don't think it's quite at the level of a Philadelphia or a Washington. But you know what? This is a situation now with how the division is set up. That this two-three matchup could be something that happens quite often, Uh, and you could play divisional games quite often in the first round and the second round, for that matter, as well. So I think the stage is set for it to become a rivalry. It certainly uh, has the proximity to be one, and we'll see how it turns out here in the first round.
2: In fact, I mean that's a great. I think it's a great answer that you gave. That's that's a big picture answer because I think the NHL would love it to see become a rivalry because I think they know it would help Columbus if it did.
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah. It would help Columbus
2: if it did. It wouldn't help Pittsburgh. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right, exactly. They, they, and you know what? Columbus would also, uh, as much as they would say they'd love to see their own se- uh, fans in the seats in their stadium, they'd be happy with the sell they'd get if they played the Penguins all the time because you know all those Penguins fans are going to hop on I-70 and go to Columbus uh, for those games in nationwide arena. I would not be shocked to see it, thousands of them uh, for games three and four in this series. So you, you're right. I mean, the NHL made up this new f- divisions to to kind of foster rivalries Uh, And to to bring new ones to light, and so far, uh, mission accomplished. Whether or not you agree with having two of the 50 win teams match, two of the four 50 win teams match up in the first round or not, uh, it's definitely going to brew the rivalry a bit.
2: No question. All right, outline keys as to who can get to four wins first.
3: well, for the Penguins, I know this is the easy answer, but I really believe the start here is so key because Columbus only won once in their last six or seven games at the end of the regular season. Uh, and that was their last game of the year when they were playing a Toronto team that had just clinched the playoffs the night before against the Penguins. It probably was a little bit emotionally spent, uh, all things considered. So, I, I, my thing is, I look at how they played here down the stretch. It has not been very good. Sergey Bobrovsky has been really not great, which is crazy to say, because he's probably going to win the Vezna trophy.
2: I mean, it's insane, uh, because, I mean, you're right. The last, what, two, two and a half weeks? I mean, you explain to me what he's doing.
3: Yeah, I, it's been different uh, especially his game here last week and I, I think that the Penguins kind of understood what they have to do in this series and I know it's the same with any goalie but with a guy like Bobrovsky who the, the Blue Jackets really make it a point to let him see shots yep. uh, and let, him, let let lanes be open for shots to come through and not, not high quality shots but they're not going to slide their bodies out in front and block things or take a risk of a shot going off a leg and take a weird bounce over his shoulder uh, so he's a guy who's used to seeing a lot of shots and with that being said I thought the Penguins did a really good job against him on, uh, last Tuesday, just a week or so ago, of, uh, making things difficult in and around him. And I mean, you can count on guys like Patrick Hornquist to do that, Brian Russell to do that, uh, and Scott Wilson, just make things difficult, uh, for him on a consistent basis. But, you know, I, my thing is, I look at one win in seven games for Blue Jackets. It's only a storyline if they lose game one. That's right. Because then you start to look at it in the sense of, okay, is this team really in a tailspin right now? Are they not going to be able to regain the mojo this season? Uh, And if they win game one, that's all thrown to the wayside because they snatch home ice right away. So I think the start is key for the Penguins, and I think it does become a little mental because you look at that Columbus room, Brandon Saad gives Sony a kid uh, from right outside of Pittsburgh, is the most uh, experienced as far as having won the two Cups Um, Scott Hartnell, this will be his 10th playoff appearance, by far and away the most experienced playoff performer uh, for the Blue Jackets. But other than that, you're looking at a lot of key guys in their lineup that have not seen this level before, that are going against the defending champs, that have to open on the road. You could argue that that could be a good thing as well, uh, but I think it could work to the Penguins' advantage.
2: Always a pleasure. Look forward to hearing you, Josh. All right, Steve. Thanks, as always. Josh gets off Penguins Radio Network. Next half hour, Frank Bonanni. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get outside and clean up the yard. Yes, dear. Springtime means cleanup time, even at Sunbury Motors Ford. Sunbury Motors' spring inventory cleanup has begun. Once a year, SMC takes their entire new Ford inventory and prices them at levels not seen before. SMC is where you want to be to choose from 33 Ford escapes starting in nineteen three eighty. Sunbury Motors has sold over 40,000 new Ford trucks in the past 102 years. SMC is where you want to be to choose from over 40,000. Four city blocks of new Ford trucks, F one fifty starting at an amazing 24919. SMC is where you want to be if you want a brand new Ford Focus from fourteen eight thirty five. SMC is where you want to be for a two thousand seventeen Edge starting at twenty seven four twenty. SMC has your next Ford Explorer ready to roll at an unheard of twenty nine eight thirty five. Sunbury Motors Ford in the North Fourth Street Olive Plaza, Sunbury. SMC satisfying more customers, selling more cars, a tradition of trust since nineteen fifteen. Great to have you with us. It was not a good night for the Phillies last night. Philly fans had to duck for cover every time Cespedes came to the plate.
1: Ugh, I turned it on when it was 8-1. to one. It's like, uh, I've seen enough already.
2: Some Pirate fan asked me today, I mean, look, I go to the ballpark. I mean, am I going to sit there and expect to have now give up five runs every time I go? I said, no, he might give up eight. <laughs> wasn't the answer they wanted. <laughs> uh,
1: By the way, one of our show followers on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Steve Jones PSU. rajon Kier Rondo says, "Why didn't anyone tell me you were on iTunes?" So rajon thanks for finding us there.
2: That's because we can't tell if we are. <laughs> We are. We are. <laughs> uh, you know. I feel like we're some somebody's experiment. <laughs> yes, we are on iTunes
1: and on Google Play. And on Google Play
2: and Google Play as well, and on the radio at ten seventy. Live. <laughs> all right well next half hour Frank Danny, you'll be able to hear him live and also on iTunes so there you go and then tomorrow we'll talk about the NFL draft my brother's on tomorrow Now, are we wiped out completely on Friday because of the Phillies, or are we doing a partial show?
1: Uh, We are completely wiped out on Friday, 335 game time with the Phillies at the Nationals.
2: Okay. So we are on Friday gone. All right. That way we can carry the Phillies for you, and they take on the Nationals. By the way, the Pirates will play tomorrow because they have to. Be, they already have a makeup game uh, because they 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 don't play the the only time they play the Red Sox all season long, and uh, because of that, they had to find the first available day because they're not going back to Boston. So what they'll do is they'll play the Reds tonight, then they play the Red Sox at Fenway tomorrow, and then play the Cubs at Wrigley on Friday. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if there's ever been a team that has played in Fenway besides the Red Sox playing at the Cubs. I mean, or the Cubs playing at the Red Sox but another team that has had to play at Fenway one day and play at Wrigley the next. I wonder if that's ever happened before. And because with the league split for so long, that would be awfully hard to do. All right. Frank Modani, next half hour. We'll talk about a wide variety of issues. Surrounding not just Penn State, but also college football in general. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070, WKOK.
0: Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS sports radio. News Radio 1070, WKOK, Sunbury, and on WKOK.com.